0: Hi, welcome to Yell at Your Fat, a lighthearted show devoted to lightening up both figuratively and literally. My name is Wendy, this is episode 4 of 139. Thanks for tuning in. Hello! Hello! <laughs> How are y'all doing out there? I I have got to say again, thank you so much for listening to Yell at Your Fat. It is so wonderful to read your letters and hear from you guys. I really appreciate your support. So thank you so much for listening to the show. I need to start out by saying that I'm not a licensed dietitian or nutritionist or doctor. I'm just a girl that has lost 139 pounds by changing my brain and utilizing diet and exercise tricks to their fullest potential. I've been through this believe me, I've been through this and succeeded. And I want to pass on these things that I've learned to you. Fat shouldn't be something that makes you sad. It's something that should irritate you and motivate you to change. Yell at your fat. And I have a couple more things that I'd like to say to my fat right now. Excuse me, fat. Hello, fat. Please get the heck off of me right now. I am so I'm tired of dragging you around everywhere. Go find something else to do. I hate you. Stupid fat. <laughs> that just never gets old. I don't, it probably will after 139 episodes. But at this point, no, I'm really liking this yell at your <clears> thing. <throat> Thank you all again for listening to the show. And I, I just said this before, but, um, the, specifically the people that have left comments on iTunes and have sent emails to me. It is so exciting. I I can't even tell you how excited I get when I get an email or um, basically that's it because I haven't had any voicemails yet. But the emails for sure and the um, the comments on iTunes, those are so neat. But I am so excited about getting, getting listener mail that I've actually added a new segment called I've Got Listener Mail. I got listener mail, I got listener mail, oh there's mail out there and I got it, it's listener mail, yee <laughs> That's, I just think that's so funny, I love that song. The first letter I want to read to you comes from a girl who happens to be very dear to me. Her name is Angie, and she's one of my nieces, and this is what she said, Hi Aunt Wendy! I just subscribed to your podcast today and listened to all three of them today. You're such an amazing person, and I think the podcasts are amazing. I can't wait to hear the next one. I cut out meat and dairy from my diet a short 12 days ago, and I have already lost 9 pounds. Results not typical. Right! I have so much more energy, and I can't believe how great I feel. I am so excited about my new way of life. And I'm so excited to share my journey with you and your listeners. I also love hearing stories about my aunts and hearing their voices on the air. And that's funny. Uh, um, my love to you. Talk to you soon. Hugs and kisses, your favorite blonde niece, Angie. Thank you so much, Angie, for your sweet email. And yes, you are my favorite blonde niece. You are actually my only blonde niece. <laughs> but you are my definitely my favorite blonde niece. Um, I have always been so proud of you, and you have been, you know, you have such a strong spirit and a positive demeanor, and I just know that you'll stick with this plan, and you will reap your rewards, so thanks again, Ange, for your email. It was really sweet, and I received another email from a lady named Karen, which I'll read to you in two parts. The first part of her letter actually suggested an item from my Stuff That Rocks segment, so here it goes. <laughs> I like it a lot. Here's the email from Karen. Hearing your comments about fresh blueberries going bad so quickly made me want to share with you my discovery of storage containers made by Rubbermaid that are designed to store veggies better. The produce savers allow me to keep blueberries and raspberries fresh for weeks at a time. I don't know if they use a special plastic or if the little tray and vents are all that are needed, I have found that they are particularly good for keeping mushrooms from going mushy and herbs fresh. I can keep a bunch of different herbs together in one large one by layering paper towels between each kind. You should see my fridge. It's just a bunch of these stacked on top of each other, filled with veggies and herbs. Well, Karen, thank you so much for that suggestion. I'm going to go out and buy some of these little beauties they They really do sound totally awesome. I wrote back to her um, and told her that I always hate those mushy mushrooms, and to me, when they get like that, they almost smell like fish. It is so nasty i mean seriously if you if you happen to open up a package of mushrooms that looks brown, just smell it because it really does smell like fish' <laughs> so bad. That's just horrible. Uh, someone bought me a special bag one time that I was supposed to put veggies in it to keep them fresher longer, but it really didn't work too well. I think because I forgot about it, it was ba- you know back in the back corner of my fridge, and I just forgot that it was there because I couldn't see it. Um, so I think I would much prefer stacking these containers, these Rubbermaid containers, in the fridge all nice and tidy because you can see through them. You know you can see what what's in there, and, and they're all stacked so nice. Um, I think another thing that's going to make these great is that you can buy fresh vegetables and fruit and bring them home and wash them and cut them up and just put them in these containers and then always have that healthy snack that's easy for you to grab. Because I don't know about you, but if something isn't easy for me to grab and snack on, I just, typically I just won't even bother. So thank you for that suggestion, Karen. I'm really excited to try them out. And if you'd like to get some of these containers, you can probably find them at your local grocery store. Uh, and if not, just go to rubbermaid.com and find them there. Now, I'd like to read the rest of Karen's email to you because I think it ties in really well with today's episode. So, Karen goes on to say I got listener mail, I got listener mail, oh, there's mail out there, and I got it. It's listener mail. Yee haw! <laughs> couldn't resist i just love that song and listener mail is really fun (laughs) but here's what karen had to say i am just starting my journey i am 51 years old and reached my high point of 308 at the end of last year i didn't seriously start trying to lose weight until three months ago when i joined curves two months ago i started jenny craig for pretty much the same reason as you portion control and planned eating I have already reached the point where the quality and types of food are becoming a challenge, but I am sticking as closely to it as I can because I don't think I've internalized the lessons completely yet. I've also latched on to a good Jenny counselor and want to get her support for a while longer. My immediate goal is to lose 15 pounds in order to be reevaluated as a candidate for lap band surgery instead of a full bypass. My long-term goal is 175 pounds. I suspect you considered weight loss surgery at some point. I will be interested to hear in some future podcast what made you reject it. I think it will be important for me because I have been so overweight my whole life, so I don't have any good habits to recapture. So thanks so much for your podcast. I am looking forward to number three, Karen. Thank you so much for that, Karen. I really appreciate that you took the time out of your day to write me like that. I also think you should be very proud of yourself for taking steps to lose weight and live a healthier life. And your email really does tie in very nicely with today's episode entitled, A Good Plan. I think all of our listeners can relate to you when you say that you don't think you've internalized the lessons completely yet. It really resonates with me because that is exactly why this stuff just never worked for me. Nothing ever worked for me. I just kept spinning my wheels and trying different things you know, sometimes drastic things to try and lose weight, but I realized later that they were all just quick fixes, and they never lasted. What I needed, and I guess what we all need, is a good plan. (laughs) Now that is a nice segue. I'm gonna have to come up with some kind of song about nice segues. (laughs) was a nice segue that was a nice segue that was a nice this is (laughs) I'm sorry this is ridiculous I cannot do this to you people anymore (laughs) I have a song problem and I just keep making up songs for random things I mean I I've written a song called that is not a happy place (laughs) can't believe I'm telling you this. I I sing that song. And it's usually when I'm walking into a public bathroom that is just kind of nasty. And I come out, you know, you just you can't avoid them sometimes (laughs) you just come out. You know, that feeling that you get when you come out, it's that is not a happy place. And that is what I sing. (laughs) And I also wrote one called uh, I Hate Ohio, which no offense to any of you who Live in Ohio. I know Ohio is a lovely state. I just had a really bad experience trying to drive through it one time, and I wrote this song out of desperation. But it's called "I Hate Ohio." And another one that comes to mind real quick is uh, "Needles in My Feet," and that is a real goodie. That's a that's an oldie but a goodie. But that <laughs> that song "Needles in My Feet" is a song that I wrote when one time I was sitting too long and you know how you sit and then your feet fall asleep and then sometimes it's the funny kind of fall asleep and sometimes it's the real needles nasty kind and it was the needles and so if if you if you ever (laughs) if you ever have needles in your feet you may want to make up a song called needles in your feet because it's just funny I just come usually walking out of the bathroom saying needles in my feet (laughs) start singing the song my husband thinks I'm bizarre but Anyway, maybe as these episodes progress, I'll share more of my songs with you, (laughs) but back to developing a good plan. In answer to Karen's question about whether or not I considered some type of surgery like lap band or bypass surgery, actually, no, I really, really didn't ever consider that type of surgery, and basically, my decision boils down to two reasons. The first is completely fear-driven, and it's basically, I have always been afraid of surgeries and doctors and needles and... You know, if it's scary and it lives in a hospital anywhere, I hate it. (laughs) It's like, boogie, no. But no. Secondly, I just didn't think that the surgery really could have fixed what was wrong with me. And I know that I don't mean that literally, because I know that the surgery would have forced me to eat small portions and eventually lose the weight. But emotionally and mentally and spiritually, I would have been the same person after the surgery as before it. And you can think of it like this. Let's say you have a blood disease, and the symptom of this blood disease is a rash that just spontaneously appears on your skin somewhere. And you can go out and buy all the bottles of rash lotion that you want, lather yourself up so you just don't feel the itch or see anything red or anything. But until you actually take care of the blood disease, I mean, really get in there and change what's happening on the inside, you'll never be truly healed. So when I say that I don't think any surgery would have fixed me, what I mean is that the surgery would have just been that skin lotion for me because my weight problem, and I suspect many of yours too, isn't as much of a physical condition as it is a mental one. We have got to fix our brains. We've got to look at things differently and make different choices and have a desire and a willingness to change our ways or we're never going to be healthy, regardless if the surgery enables us to lose the weight or not. So I had to come up with a good plan that would work. And for me, that good plan started by eliminating the specific things or actions that I was doing that were causing me the most harm. Now, one specific food example that I can think of right off the bat is Little Caesar's Crazy Bread. I don't... I don't know if you've ever had it, but I'm sure that they have similar bread at other places. But they are large breadsticks that are lathered with garlic butter and parmesan cheese, and then you dip them in pizza sauce. And I used to go out and get four bags of bread and pizza sauce and eat it all in one sitting. And that is 32 breadsticks, people. 32 breadsticks. That's insane. It just got to the point where I didn't even want to have those breadsticks unless I knew I could have four bags. Just one bag just was not going to cut it. So I started this process of stretching out my stomach with mass quantities of food. And when my stomach was empty, it took much more food to fill it back up again. So I had this cycle going on and on and on there. And this process of eating too much food in one sitting really stuck with me, and it just kept going and going in other areas. Everything I would eat, I would just eat too much of it. And it's one of the main reasons why I gained so much weight and got to 330 pounds. This type of eating is so harmful, and if this is what's happening to you, it it just can't continue anymore. You've got to figure out something to stop it, because it's really really harmful to you and your health to continue to stretch your stomach out like that and be so overly full and when I started my new life plan of eating healthy foods and getting fit there obviously was no room for crazy bread anymore (laughs) goodbye but more specifically there was no way that I could continue to consume so much food in one sitting I just couldn't do it and be healthy at the same time So my good plan started with my promise to myself that I would never eat more than the standard serving size of anything at one time. And this works for me because I am not saying that I will never eat crazy bread again. I'm just saying that I will never eat four bags in one sitting ever again. So at least to me, the most important part of developing a good weight loss plan is being realistic about what you're committing yourself to. Saying things like, I will never eat another cookie as long as I live, isn't realistic. But saying I will never eat more than two cookies per day ever again is very realistic. So eliminating the eating habits that are causing you the most damage is crucial to coming up with a good plan. That's why those nationally recognized weight loss plans are so successful for people because they portion out the food for you and you only eat what's on your menu, nothing else. And I haven't tried some of them. And the only one that I've actually tried, like I mentioned before, is the Jenny Craig vegetarian plan. And the food is really good. And the menus were very easy for me to follow. So whatever you do and however you go about tackling your weight loss, just make sure you're choosing a plan that is calorie controlled and easy for you to know what you're doing. I mean, what you're supposed to eat and when you're supposed to eat it, those are things that you absolutely have to have set aside and and, um, know about ahead of time. Just having a plan that says I won't eat more than 1,600 calories a day just is not good enough. It's not a good plan because if your weight loss plan involves you starving yourself all day long and then eating all of your daily calories in one sitting of ice cream, I mean, sure, you haven't gone over your calorie you know, count for the day, but you would have broken one of your personal promises to yourself, which is no more than one cup of ice cream per day. So does that make sense? I, ho- I hope that makes sense. And I'm going to talk more about this in a future episode, but exercise is another integral part of developing a good plan. A good plan without exercise is not a good plan. (laughs) But here's the thing about exercise. It's completely vital to not only your ability to lose weight, but it is completely necessary for you to live. And I know we've all heard this before. I mean, we've all taken, you know, health classes in school and you know we're just you know knowledgeable citizens of the world and we all know this we all know that we need to exercise yet we just kind of for some reason say uh, you know not so much that doesn't really no maybe not me that doesn't apply to me and I, I, it's, it's really silly exercise is so important your body needs exercise like it needs air I have this plant in my bedroom that is normally this huge vibrant healthful plant with these big green leaves and at night the air conditioner blows on these leaves and it makes this little whooshing sound and it's really healthy it lives near a window that gets plenty of light in it and I've got an automatic watering system on it to give it water so it has everything it needs to survive and Marty and I just came back from this three-day trip the other day to find this plant looking so pitiful, I mean, you would not even believe it. It looked like death in a pot, <laughs> if I could, if I could describe it like that, death in a pot. You know, and if you could imagine somebody with big poofy hair like Kramer from Seinfeld or Don King, that's a good one, Don King. After somebody throws a bucket of water on them, that's what it looked like, just all droopy and like oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> But I was like, holy cow, what the heck happened to you? <laughs> you know. And after looking into everything that could have happened, I mean, we had turned off the air conditioning while we were gone, and I thought maybe it got too hot, and we had closed the blinds next to it, and I thought maybe it didn't get enough light, but I ended up discovering that the watering system had stopped while we were gone. So three days, I mean, just three days without water, and this plant just fell down, just Died. Almost, I mean, it's almost dead. I mean, I, I'm doing a lot to kind of get bring it back, but it's going to be hard. But I started thinking that if I haven't exercised in three days, that's exactly how I feel. You know, like Don King's wet hair. <laughs> I bet you nobody in the world has ever said that they feel like Don King's wet hair. <laughs> I just thought that. that was really funny. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I've I feel like Don King's weather. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I gotta get together now. <laughs> this keeps happening to me, and I'm sitting by myself, so it's really funny that I'm sitting here laughing at myself. But anyway, <clears throat> but no, seriously, some exercise, I mean, any exercise, is absolutely crucial for your survival. I mean, and if you're very heavy, like I was, and it's hard for you to exercise without pain, You got to find another way to exercise. You got to either do it slower or do something that's, you know, not as jarring to your body like swimming. You know, swimming is a real good one or walking. Even tightening your stomach and holding it is exercise. So here we go. This is we're going to do something. Let's do something here called 30 seconds. And this is your time to exercise for 30 seconds. Now don't Fast forward through this 30 seconds and you know who you are. Get your finger off that button. Stop it right now. You can do this for 30 seconds, please. Come on. But wherever you are, just tighten up your stomach muscles and focus until I tell you to stop. And by focus, I mean Really concentrate on tightening your muscles, all the muscles in your stomach, and don't just tighten them and get distracted and then realize you've stopped doing it and, you know, oh my gosh, we're at number 26, I can't even believe it, what are we doing again? You know, just pay attention and focus for 30 seconds, okay? It's 30 seconds, people. Come on, we can do this. Okay, here we go. Okay, everybody. Tighten. Tighten those abs. Baby, that nobody knows you're doing this, just you, so quit rolling your eyes, I'm serious, quit rolling your eyes, and you better be doing this, it's 30 seconds, I'm doing it, here we go, three, two, one, I just held it for a little bit longer, just for good measure, yeah. <laughs> that was really fun good job you <laughs> no, you will really see results if you do this every day especially if you keep focusing so something simple like this is something you can do anytime any place and nobody knows you're doing it so just keep that in mind when you're you know thinking you don't have the time or the energy to exercise just do something simple like that and you'll really see some results one of the keys to a good plan is not setting yourself up for failure and i have a little story to illustrate this point one of my lifetime goals has always been to run a marathon, and even before I got heavy, because there was a period of my life through high school where I was really involved in sports. High school and the first couple of years of college, where I was, I would say fit, and I, I, wouldn't, I don't think anybody would have said I was overweight at that time. But even, even before then, I mean, way, 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 way back when, I've always wanted to run a marathon, and I never thought I could do it. It's some, one of those goals that you're like, yeah, right. You know, hello, no, you know, but I, I really did. And when I lost the weight, by golly, I did it. (laughs) I've actually run two of them so far and I'm doing another one in a couple months. So, um, but I did a lot of reading about marathons beforehand and I learned what to expect before, during and after the race. And I went out and trained every day and I timed myself and improved my endurance by running hills and trails And every time I would run by somebody, because I'd always go run up and down this mountain, like I told you guys before about this mountain that I climb every day. Um, I would run up and down this mountain, and I would pass people, and I would just say, I'm training for a marathon, (laughs) or I'm running in a marathon in January. You know, I was so proud of myself, just trying to get the world excited about this, you know. But they would always just smile at me and say, good job. It was a really big... I don't know motivator for me to just have random strangers give me a thumb thumbs up, you know. <laughs> you should try it sometime. Um, but it was definitely a big deal to me, and I honestly didn't care what my time was and how fast I finished this race. I just wanted to run the entire time and finish the race. Just finish and still be running. That was it. That was all I wanted. And I knew that I would need to pace myself. So ahead of time, I had timed how many songs I could listen to on my iPod playlist in one mile. And then I listened to the playlist so many times during my training that I could easily tell if I was going too fast or too slow off of the pace that I had set for myself. And when I got to the starting line that morning, I remember it was like 6 a.m. and it was still dark. I was so excited and I was just looking at everybody. I just stood there and I was stretching and had my little race bib number on and I got into my corral and I'm looking at all these people and there were all types of people from all walks of life standing there, stretching and talking. I even stood next to somebody dressed up like Elvis. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) But these people were just stretching and talking and some of them were even running Before the race, these people were running around to like warm up or something. And I was like, dudes, chill for another 10 minutes. Good grief. (laughs) But then, you know, we were off. It was like, boom, we all started running. And all these people just started soaring past me. And I kept thinking, am I running too slow here? What's happening? Am I going to make this? I mean, just a little bit of fear, but I decided to keep with my pace, my original plan and I just kept on running and I remember there was I kind of fell behind this one girl and she had this purple hat and black shoes that's all I really remember about her she had purple she was purple hat girl <laughs> um, for about two miles I ran behind her at the start and I was thinking this is great I mean she's running the same pace as me we are going to finish at the exact same time I can do this she can do this I can do this so I just followed her and You know, all of a sudden, she just started speeding up really fast. I mean, like, she was chasing somebody, and I couldn't figure out what the heck. But I think she was trying to catch up with somebody. Like, maybe she had started with somebody, and then they had gotten too far ahead, so she was trying to catch up with them. But she started running significantly faster. So I kept going with my original plan, and I just kept running at my predetermined pace. And somewhere around mile, I don't know, 14 or 15, it was just past the halfway point, They had this medical station, and do you know what I saw? I saw the purple hat girl and her black shoes getting into a van and quitting the race. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is the matter with you? But I kept running at my pace the entire time, and I finished. So what happened here was the purple hat girl did not have a good plan. I mean, she started at a good pace, and then she tried to do too much too fast, and then she ended up falling short and quitting before she was even finished. I don't know if she injured herself or if she just got too tired or what, but the point is is that she obviously did not have a goal of making it to mile 14 and stopping, so she did not complete her goal. She didn't finish what she started because she didn't have a good plan. So don't do what she did. Don't try to go too fast and get burned out on your weight loss journey. Just come up with a good plan. Make choices and commitments that you know you will you just won't go back on. You just won't. I mean, stop buying cookies, exercise during the commercials while you're watching TV or listening to this podcast, whatever it is. Just think about the things that you are and aren't doing that could be sabotaging your plan and just get rid of them. If you keep going at a steady pace, you can finish this race. And you know, you won't lose six pounds a week every single week and you won't, you just, you just won't. But the first week you might. And the, after that it should be one to two pounds a week and just plan for that and strive for that. And you will succeed at this. This, this is a good plan. Go slow and steady the whole time and you will finish this race. Now, I've said this before, I am going to help you. This really, really, really will work. I mean, I'm going to give you every detail and tip that I have, and all you have to do is think about it and start looking at things a little differently. You've got to change your brain. You've got to start looking at weight loss and exercise and food. Everything has to be looked at differently because whatever you've tried before did not work. It didn't work. It was a good plan at first. You thought it was a good plan. It was not a good plan. It didn't work. All you have to do now is think about a good plan. Right this minute, choose something in your life that is sabotaging you and make a promise right here to get rid of it. Just get rid of it. That one thing, just get it out of there. Realize that by coming up with a good plan, you are making your life better. Right now, you have the ability to change your life. And you're doing it just by listening to me talk. And I would so love to hear from you guys. You can email me if you like at Wendy at yellatyourfat.com and let me know what you think about the show or tell me your story. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear from you guys. Or if you want, you can call me and leave a message at 866-738-0945 and hit extension 704. Just call and yell at your fat or just share your story. And I'm going to try and play it on a future episode because basically, what it comes down to is I would really love to be able to write an I've Got Listener voicemail song. (laughs) I mean, that's what it's all about, right? But no, seriously, I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't already, also please subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or whatever podcatcher you're using. And if you're so inclined, please leave some comments about the show on iTunes. It really does help. You know, it it helps to push the the podcast up there so that more people can see it. um, And it might possibly be featured down the road. So please, please leave your comments and share this podcast with others. Word of mouth is definitely the best form of advertising. So I appreciate your help in spreading the word about the show. So until next time, make at least one good food choice each day, focus on coming up with a good plan, and be proud that you're making this decision to help yourself. You should be so proud of yourself. I'm serious, so proud of yourself. You should be smiling all the time. What a wonderful choice you've made for yourself. You can do this. Have faith in yourself, and you will do this. This is Wendy for Yell at Your Fat. Thanks so much for listening.